Welcome to Do That Well. I'm your host, Brenda Brown, and with me, executive coach Karen Thrall. Today, we're going to do part two of Do Workplace Friendships Well. Last week, we started talking about workplace friendships, what it looks like to be friendly in the workplace, different types of workplace friendships, positives and negatives, and how to have relationships with your coworkers versus how to have relationships with your boss. We ran out of time, so we just had to cut our episode, and today we're going to hop right into where we left off and address more of those hows, how to actually have workplace friendships. Here we go. Earlier, you were you brought up burning bridges and how it's important that we we don't do that. I'm I'm curious to hear a little bit more about that from you, why that's so important, and how we can avoid that. So, in the context of friends at work as well, like keeping that in the theme, the chances of you staying in that company, you don't know what tomorrow holds for you. You don't know where your path is taking you. This experience might be for life. You might work there 30 years and get the gold watch at the end at the retirement party, or you're not. And I remember um, I had a business coach back in the two, like mid 2000s. And um, he said to me, nowadays, people are building portfolios more than staying at one company. Okay, so he talked about that. It seems that the trend is now that you're building your professional portfolio and the 30 years at one company isn't, that's changing. Um, And so if you think of being friendly and friends, you don't want to burn bridges. So that, that, that concept of everyone is a friend to me. I am friendly with all. I'm friends with a few. I might get a life friend out of this. You're building a network that is valuable. You're also... You're you're also acknowledging that the chapter you're in is really important. And I think sometimes people quit their jobs and they're angry. And can you see like the burning bridges, like you're also burning all the relationships. You're, You're deciding those relationships weren't worth it. So it, it's a good idea to not burn bridges. And if you're thinking about leaving a company, that would be an area, how can you leave well? You want to shine because you're going to leave a piece of you there. You were part of that business. And so you're leaving something behind of you. So make sure what you're leaving behind is what you want to be remembered for. So to me, that's a, it's just a caution for don't try not to burn bridges. Uh, Spoiler alert. I think that it sounds like you might've given us another episode topic just now as well. (laughs) When you said, how do you leave a company? Well, we might have to explore that in a future episode. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. I I personally have been tempted to burn a bridge before. I think that I've had circumstances where, for whatever reason, I really did not feel great about the place of work that I was leaving. And it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to burn a bridge, but I didn't want to leave on a friendly note either because I didn't feel that my time there had been I didn't feel like I had been respected or seen or whatever it was at that workplace. So I didn't, I didn't end up burning the bridge because that's not who I am. (laughs) But I do wonder, is there ever a circumstance where it's okay to, let's not call it burn a bridge, but 
maybe not leave on a friendly note either. Is that ever, mm-hmm. is there ever a circumstance that that might be okay? Just curious. So again, I'm going to always want to focus on the person that's leaving. So the person that feels the grievances, I would want them to really work through those grievances and to find the gold so that they're not bitter, um, so that they don't take that ick with them to the next, so that they can look back and see, well, I can see even though this was painful for me towards the end, man, those first three years were amazing. Or you know, you know who I don't, I really like these three people and I want to stay connected to them. I want to make sure they're not going to passively, passive aggressively punish the people and be cold to the people that, that they're offended with, like to take the higher road right till the end and to, to always take the higher road because you are meant to leave. And I think sometimes when that that hurt is actually propels us into the next and it becomes a gift. And I guarantee you years later, you'll go, wow, I needed to go through that. That actually was a gift to me. And you won't have those hard feelings anymore that I can guarantee. So if you can remember that it's just a season and there's it just this, you're being propelled forward. And another thing too, I was just thinking, Brenda, for the listeners that are in their twenties and are just starting out in their career. This is a good thing for them to know as well, that if you can go note to self, don't burn bridges, don't burn bridges, you know, note to self because you're just starting your career and every piece of your career is, is, is going to be added to the next. It's going to always propel you forward. I agree with you. I don't think that there's ever a circumstance where you should, burn a bridge or not leave on friendly terms, but I wanted to really hammer that home. So (laughs) that's why I wanted you to talk a little bit more to that because I do think it's really important. And as we were saying earlier as well, another one of the advantages to being friendly or having friendships in the workplace is those connections that you make for networking. Mm -hmm. You never know what your future holds. Even if you did something like I did, where you leave retail to pursue dance or arts you might find that you come back to retail. So Mm -hmm. it's always a good idea to try and keep those connections that you can network and maybe help yourself find something in the future. As you were saying, nowadays, it's all about building portfolios. But I think another another thing that's true in the current day professional world is that oftentimes the way that you can find a job is through connections. I know for myself personally, the last few jobs that I've had, it was because I knew somebody that worked in that company and that's how I was able to get my foot in the door. Yes. Okay. That's so good because um, the friendship is a likability. When you're friendly, it's a likability. And, you know, and even on that, um, there are, there are times in my professional world where I realized the friendship I was in was a work friendship. And the work friendship was going to carry on to the next. And that was something I had to wrestle with. It wasn't bad. It wasn't wrong. It was just for that season. And for somebody who puts a high value on relational, a relational component to the professional world, I had to work through that feeling of, oh, this was for that chapter, you know, and there's no, you don't want to burn any bridges because 
they played such an important chapter. They just didn't continue with you. And that is going to happen. You know, I have people in my life that didn't continue with me, but I still remember them with fondness. And if I were to bump into them, I want to be able to go, oh my gosh, hi, how are you? I want that. I want to know that there's that, there's that, that, uh, um, that peace, you know, that goodness. So that would be another reason too, is not uh, not everybody is going to go move forward with you. So there's, that's another big reason not to burn the bridges. It's important that we don't see, oh man, it's important we don't see people as enemies, you know, even a, even a form of enemy. It's, it's just so important that we see everybody, they're either um, an acquaintance, like you said, um, I'm friendly, um, we get along, we know how to laugh, we have things in common, they're my work friend, they're my team friend. I actually really like hanging out with them. Oh my gosh, I have so much in common. I actually want to, you want to go on a holiday together? Let's go to Paris together. Like whatever that those levels are, they all matter, you know, and not liking someone or being angry with someone or, or hating also then quote somebody is at the very, 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 very bottom <laughs> of the options, you know, and I think that's a good thing for all of us to really strive for. Definitely. And I always think of as well, if there is somebody that maybe rubs you the wrong way or you find that you don't always get along, I always like to think of that, you know, idea in psychology that that mirror idea that if there's somebody that you has attributes that you don't really like, I think a lot of the times it's because it reminds you of something that maybe you do yourself Mm that you don't like about yourself. And so this person is embodying this thing that you don't really like about yourself. And as we've talked about in other instances in this in this episode and in other episodes that we've had, there's always that responsibility, that piece, that piece mm-hmm. of looking to your own actions mm-hmm. and inside yourself. What is it that I can learn about this rather than putting it on somebody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Do you have a how? How to be friends in the workplace? Is there one that pops into your mind? I just always try to include everyone. Like that's and to a fault. <laughs> to mm-hmm. a fault. I think and I do this with my friendships outside of work too. I have this tendency to just invite everybody to everything and I actually have the tendency to be a little antisocial. I'm not always going to say yes to every invite that you throw my way. And I think that I forget that not everybody is the same as me. So I'm just like, everybody come. And then sometimes too many people come. So so that's my how of how to be friendly in the workplace. I just, I try to include every single person. If there's a conversation going on with, two people around me and I notice that there's a couple other people in the periphery I'll I'll ask them the questions thing like you said I'll say hey we're talking about this what do you think what do you, what are your thoughts on this thing mm-hmm. it's like what we do with what our do you, podcast yeah <laughs> what do you what do you think is the difference between how what's the difference between inclusion and being friends do you think there's a difference for me I think it goes back a little bit to that difference in being friendly and being friends or, you know, having the acquaintances and being friends. I actually in the workplace, I have way more people that I'm friendly with or that I'm acquaintances with than people that I'm 
friends with. I actually used to be more so one of these people that did try to keep work and life very separate. Mm. I did not like being friends with people in the workplace. I didn't feel it was necessary. Um, it just, and I'm kind of shy, so it just felt uncomfortable to me to try and create those bonds. And I've actually had to learn. It's something that I've had to learn for myself. So I think I've started with the just be friendly. And so that's more of my relationships with coworkers are in that realm. Yeah. What what have you noticed a difference in yourself? So to be the person that would say, you know, that my personal life, my professional life are separate and I, I'm comfortable with that to switching over to going, I'm now bringing that element of friendship, which what do you know is different about yourself? How are you different? I think that I have slowly become, it's, it's more lighthearted. I do think that I have a more lighthearted feel when I'm at work because I'm giving myself permission to have playful moments or moments where I'm talking with coworkers rather than just always focusing on work. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So it, it makes it more fun. And I find also that I've started to work past that shyness a bit. I've started to become a little more outgoing. So it's, it's had an added benefit. Hmm. Okay, that's a good, the shyness thing is also a good thing to bring up probably right now on for people that are shy. One of the things that I've learned along the way is um, I enjoy laughing at other people's jokes. So, and I've learned along life's way that people appreciate that. And I don't know how to do the comeback and I may not always be able to come up with that line that can keep the joke going, but I do just smile and nod your head and show the person that you find them funny. You could later go up to them and go, okay, I just have to say you're really, you're a very funny person and leave it at that and walk away because for a quiet person to walk, go out of their way to recognize humor in somebody else. Oh boy, that's huge brownie points, huge brownie points, especially if you're a very soft-spoken or quiet person. So in the shyness is, it does. No one's asking you to be the talker in the room. They're just wanting you to be present and for you to find your confidence and going. So me just being present, engaging in silence is enough. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So that would be another thing to when you see the shy part. I think that's an important piece for people that are shy. No one's asking you to change, but you can still be present and engage. I like that. And you actually remind me of a specific coworker that I have that is a bit on the shyer side. And when you said that, I have had times where she's maybe not being really forthcoming or very participatory in the conversation, but she has said to me afterwards, like, that was a funny joke, or she'll say things like that. And, And you're right, it is a way that I know that she's being present and that she is you know, aware and she's in it with the social dynamics, even though she's maybe not always bringing something to the table. That's, I hadn't thought about that before. Um, so that's really great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And it's important for shy people to know that is enough. There's nothing more you have to do. That is enough because you, there's a quiet strength. There's a quiet confidence, in it, which is quite mysterious. 
and people are drawn to that. So don't, don't put, don't put pressure on yourself to be somebody you're not. You as a friend, just the way you are, is what people will be drawn to. Definitely. Yeah. And when I think of this coworker, I, I, I love her. She's great. She's really funny. She's got a great personality. She's so cool, but she is shy and she's, she's, she's figured out the key. She didn't need to listen to this podcast. She already knew. (laughs) (laughs) There's another how I think would be good for us to explore a bit more for the people listening is if you feel excluded and you don't feel like you belong and you're looking at a group that eats alone, they don't ever invite you. They have their inside jokes. Um, If you try to interrupt and be part of it, they kind of brush you off. They're very unaware of you being there. That's not fun. And that actually will affect a person whether they're going to want to stay or not. So this thing about belonging in the workplace and belonging, one of the things on how, what do I do when that happens is there are so many other people around you and create your group. If there are signs that you're not welcome, take your eyes off that. Stop focusing on where you don't belong and look around you and find where you do belong. And that's a confidence thing too. It might be preoccupying too much of your time and it's you're losing sight of other people that could potentially end up being very, very close friends with you. Well, we we actually talked a little bit about that when we were talking about tackling our dreams as well. If, you know, this idea of finding the people that we talked about tackling your dreams as well, this idea of finding like-minded people around you, there's always going to be in any circumstance. So of course it's going to happen in the workplace as well. There's always going to be those people that are your people because you like the same things or you have the same sense of humor. Maybe you have, maybe you're the people that are a little bit more on the side of not always wanting to find those friendships, but then you can even find commonality in that. The fact that you want to keep it a little more professional. There's, as you said, if there's some people that you don't fit in with, find the ones that you do. They'll, they're mm-hmm. there. You just mm-hmm. have to find them. <laughs> I think, too, and not, um, it's the confidence thing is there's no threat. If, if you're not feeling like you're belonging in one group, you do belong in that group. Uh, they, they may not be able to see you, but you've, you've been chosen. This company chose you. So you do belong because they chose you. They said, we pick you to be part of this team. So you were bought in right from the beginning. You're in. And and it's that mindset of just these little tricks we play on our brains, you know, and not to not to entertain something that's that might be just a perception you have, which would hold you back from making friends. And I really like what you said. If you're a person that prefers professional more than friendship, there's other people who are like you as well. I love that find them because they're probably having the same philosophy you have and therefore ta-da, the friendship <laughs> is born you know as and as you said too because you were brought on to the team yeah. and whoever that hiring manager is or the hr person they're aware of the company culture and part of their hiring process is trying to make sure that they find someone who on a personal level yeah. is going to be a good fit for the company as well it's not always just about your qualifications I do have another question I want to ask you. Um, This whole thing 
that we talked about earlier about being likable. What is your definition? If you looked at somebody, a colleague, like, you know how Willie has, his name has come up. <laughs> this will be the third podcast he's come up, <laughs> but he did turn into a really good friend of yours and he reported to you. No, yeah. wait, you guys were peers. We were you guys peers, were peers and then you became his boss. And then, and now both of you are on separate career paths and now you're great friends. What was it about Willie that made him so likable? What are some of the qualities? Because that would be helpful for listeners. There's this, there's a component being likable. And what are those traits? And I'm going to think of some too while you're talking as well. But what are some traits that people can understand what likable even means? Well, I think we've, in a way, we've already touched on all of those things. But to list it out, to like really get down to it and list it out, I think in, in my opinion, it comes down to somebody that is outwardly friendly. So what does that look like? Maybe they smile a lot, people that smile a lot, people that are very attentive, they listen to you when you're having a conversation. He asks a lot of questions, so it shows that he's really genuinely interested in what the other person has to say. And then he finds ways in which he can be in common with that person once he's asked those questions. Or if it's something he doesn't agree with, he'll just say, I don't necessarily feel that same way, but I'm curious to hear more about why you feel that way. So again, it shows that interest, mm -hmm. great sense of humor, people that laugh a lot. So it gets you laughing. Oh, I, I, was I guess I could go on, but that's, those are the, yeah. the big ones. <laughs> yeah. And then I was thinking too, like on people that are likable, um, I, I feel like as someone who's likable is mutually interested in us working together well. Like they're really committed to that dynamics. I, I really want us to work well together. And that makes me relax. Go, oh, that's, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, there's also, um, it's a shared, like it's a shared where there's a lot of sharing going on. So it's not um, bulldozing, you know, coming in and bulldozing or dominating the atmosphere. I find um, that they, they, that belonging is we're, we're all part of the same atmosphere. We're all part of the same environment. And they kind of, they really exude that. One of my fondest memories was working at Fluvog was that element during our conference calls. You know, we'd have so many people on that conference call, but there was a real celebrating that we were all happy to be there together. And there was an environment of, and, and even on our private internal communication, there was these applause you know, like people when, when other stores were doing really well in different cities across Canada and United States, everyone would cheer. And so these things that makes you likable is when you recognize talent in the other person, when you, when you recognize who they are, you recognize maybe things about them, you were all those things you sell, you're not afraid to celebrate another individual. I think that also to add to your list also creates that like, likability thing. Yeah, I like how you just said it's that sense of teamwork in a way yeah. that they are also you're on the same team and you're working towards the same goal. I think that's a good, a big element mm -hmm. when you're looking at friendships in the workplace specifically. Yeah. And and for the shy, going back to even the shy people, if you're somebody who just does acts of kindness or generosity, like um, I forgot who this was. They were in the store. Man, I'm so sorry, whoever, whoever you are, because I remember I love the story. 
they um, saw this tea, flavored tea, and they went, oh, so-and-so would really like that. And they bought it for them and brought it to work and put it on their desk. And that's it. And all of a sudden there was camaraderie because, oh, I remember who it was. Stephanie, hi. (laughs) But she had this very thoughtful, thoughtful part of her that she went, she saw this tea, went, oh, they would love that, brought to work, gave it to them. And that instantly built rapport. So there's these little acts. If you're more of an action person, that is a wonderful way to show likability or to exude likability. Definitely. Yeah. I can, now that you say that, I can also think of someone I have worked with that was a bit on the shire side, but that was how she showed that she was engaged or cared about those around her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And even on that, I remember uh, one of the leaders I was talking to and uh she was telling me that they texted her, um, her team, say, hey, we're, we're grabbing some coffees. What do you want? And she, her workload, and she's the boss. And she was so blown away that they would do that. And she's like, oh, thank you. And so she placed an order. They bought it for her. They put, put it on her desk. She was swamped with work. That's a likable thing to do, you know. And so she felt a strong rapport. She felt included. She, as the boss, she felt like she belonged. You know, so there's those things too. That it's in actions. It's not always just only in how you talk, but it's in who you are that's shining through. I also want to add to your story that that was a really smart move on that employee's part. Hmm. I think that doing things like that specifically for your boss is a really nice way that you can be friendly and create that rapport with your boss, but it does still have that element of acknowledging Mm -hmm. as well that they're the manager. Like you were saying earlier, when you were a manager, it's it's already known that that dynamic is there, but then how do you still create the camaraderie and the rapport? And I think that that is a really easy way, um, making coffee or tea or offering them something. I think that is a a nice, easy way to show them that you're trying to have that rapport with them, but you're still respecting those boundaries. Um, Yeah. Okay. Which also, I want to add this little piece as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Now that we're on a roll, um, another great quality to being likable is recognizing the work that other people do. Giving credit where credit is due is an incredible component to friendship because that's what we do in our friends. We always admire the things that they do. Oh, you're so good at that. Or, you know, for people who love to go shopping, you take your friend because you know they're going to tell you what looks good on you, what doesn't. There's things like that or maybe whatever you have in common. So you recognizing other people's work, giving credit where credit's due, um, appreciating what they do and who they are and all that. Man, that's huge likability points. So yeah, I being about complimentary. That too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Everyone likes to feel good about themselves. And if somebody outside of you recognizes yeah. something that you've done, that always feels really good. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to part two of Do Workplace Friendships Well. At this point, You should know all about the different types of workplace friendships, how we navigate having workplace friendships with our coworkers and our bosses, and why it is so important to cultivate friendships in the workplace. As a reminder, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you have any questions or comments at dothatwellpodcast at gmail.com. 
And follow us on Instagram at Do That Well Podcast. For our next episode, we'll come at you with a hot new topic. We'll see you there.